Teacher Brian here. I just wanted to apologize real quick for this episode 23. We had a couple of technical difficulties. We sat down to record the episode and did our usual sound checks. Things look good. They sounded good. But in, in reality, there was an issue with my mic and there was an issue with the digital recorder and how the setting was. Uh, this resulted in po- uh, kind of poor quality. The overall sound of the episode was on the low side. And then my, my microphone was on the echoey side. There were some problems with uh, picking up my voice. So I, I did the best I could with the editing, post-editing. I adjusted the volumes, got things cleaned up a little bit. So hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. But uh, I just wanted to apologize just because that's not really the standard that I hold to myself for the podcast. You know, maybe it was for episodes one, two, and three. Uh, but things have begun better. Still improving myself, learning more, but uh, unfortunately this happened, so I apologize for that. But I do hope you enjoy episode 23. Uh, We had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Got a little spicy at times. Uh, Go ahead and listen to the game review for Thanos Rising. I do hope you enjoy it. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Episode 23. We're all bad in someone's story. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. Hey! And welcome back to The Games We Play. I am Brian. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 23, We're All Bad in Someone's Story. It, yeah, and Chris had to explain the reference to me. <laughs> That's a Thanos quote. <laughs> it's from the it's from the Avengers from Thanos. Uh, spoiler: uh, We're reviewing <laughs> Thanos Rising this week, uh, so I thought it was fitting. Yeah. Um, we also uh, we're going to be talking about what's been on our table, our love and hate. We may get to a you should try because last time we said we were going to do it, and then I I. We, we had to cut it because <laughs> of time and whatnot, but uh, we, we'll see. I, I, I'm a little worried that the Thanos Rising might take a little longer, but we'll get into it. It might get a little uh, little spicy. Yeah, let's just say that. <laughs> but it should be a good episode. Hopefully it's entertaining. It's all in good fun. We don't really hate each other, just putting that out ahead of time. Uh, you, you, well, you'll see what I'm talking about. No, I, I love you, Brian. Okay, hug time. Here we go. Big hug. Well, <laughs> We're across the table. I can't hug him. It's air hugging right now. Sure. High five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So, hey, this last week uh, we had our number one fan, uh, Andy, and his wife came over and played some games with Emily and I. And uh, Andy was saying and commenting that my review scores are kind of all over the place. And he said inconsistent. (laughs) So I started thinking about this. And it's true. I'm not going to deny. Like, I think I gave maybe a higher score for like like word slam a party game yeah, you did. higher than others. But here, here's what it comes down to is I guess I'm trying to come at it as a game, not necessarily a game that's my style, right? Party games are party games. We both love party games, but party games are not the games I like seek out to play all right. the time, right? You know, I most of the games on my shelf, I'm going to want to play over a party game. Party games are very situational, right? And so how do you score a party game? Right. If you have to give a zero to ten, do you score it in relation to other games, or do you? Is it kind of um, really in its own lane, right? Party game lane, right? So how do you how do you how do you score that? I score games compared to other games. I don't categorize them. I don't say, "Hey, this is a ten in party games, but a two overall," or "Hey, this is a an eight in war games." 
So that's where I'm at. You almost have to keep that. If if we're going to give it a rating, you got to keep it a rating as games, yeah, not I understand. just a category. But of man, games. like Word Slam, such a good oh, it is. party. Like, okay, my favorite yep. party game is Deception, Murder, in Hong Kong. One of my absolute favorite party games. But again, I'm not going to go seek that game out. Then rate it a six or a seven. Yeah, but it's not a six or seven games. That's my point, though. Like, if you're looking at party, you know what I mean? Go six or seven overall and an eight or nine in party games. Yeah, well, that's my, that's my I, point. I see, what, like, I see what you're getting at. Because if but, somebody says, hey, Deception Murder Con Kong is a six out of ten, you're like, oh, that's not a very good game. In fact, it's a really good game. It's just that... Party games are just its own kind of right. separate thing. Or even dexterity games. Like dexterity games are these light, like Drop It or, or Tokyo cart. Highway yep. or Pitch Cart. Yep. Again, really fun, but I'm not always just... Sometimes I just want to sit down and play a board game. And so how yep. do you like do that? So I've just been thinking about the reviews and stuff. I guess I can see why some people just give nonsensical ratings. But it more is like, hey, this is really good or not really good. And not really star or numbers. Because even if I give like a 9 to... Um, like drop it because it's a really good right. game. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna put it ahead of uh, Blood Rage, right? Which I give an eight to. No, because Blood Rage is, is objectively a better game for me, but the score doesn't reflect it. So I don't know. I've just well, been thinking about how we're gonna how I'm gonna do that, and I I apologize for those who get really like drivesy crazy. That's kind of where I'm coming from. It's just really what I feel about the game and and in its kind of category or lane, not necessarily relational to other ones. And that's why I was kind of joking with Steve Bonacore. Like, yeah, I just give that a better uh, rating. Than- <laughs> Blood rage. <laughs> that is true. But may- maybe we need to sit down and talk about this. And we utilize the ranking of 1 through 10 according to Board Game Geek. Uh, a lot of the things we we utilize their um, database and all that kind of stuff, yeah. the yeah. history and things like that. And, and they and rate categories yep, too. they do. They do. And they rank them in different categories, like you said. Uh, but one of the things how I equate it to is maybe we need to write down and define what's a 10. Okay, 10 is like, sure. dude, if if we're pulling this out, I want to play this every time. A yeah. nine is like, hey, you pull out, you Brian says, I want to play yeah. this game. I'm like, yeah. That's good. That's and good. Okay. Eight. So maybe we need to categorize yeah. that and bring it down and and you know, yeah, put a I little agree. more definition of that. That's how I do it in yeah. my mind. So a little so. housekeeping for the games we play live. <laughs> and this is how we discuss things. We come up with ideas. Hey, we're IT yeah. people. We're, yeah. we're very solution oriented. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, Break fix. <laughs> exactly. And, and adapt, right? Inspect yeah. and adapt. Agile. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that's probably what we'll do. We'll define maybe a little more structure saying, hey, for me, is this a game that I I enjoyed it, but maybe I won't play it again. Right. Or is this a game that I really want to buy? And those kind of categories we set up that way, we are yep. consistent. And so the games will just fall where they fall. And then we could truly yep. look and categorize our, our rankings. And so we're, we might have to throw all the rankings out before that. But hey, what are you going to do? We'll figure put, it out. Put asterisks by them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the pre-2019 rating update. Yeah. yeah. So no, we'll do that. We'll work on upgrading. We'll, we'll yeah. put it on our... Uh, on our board game geek guild, uh, yeah. three six two two, the games we play, we'll add a shameless we'll plug. Add, yeah, shameless plug. <laughs> we <laughs> need more people. On we do. Guys. We've Come got on. four. Okay, okay. One is me. One is Brian. <laughs> one Scott. <laughs> One's another listener. That thank you all. Yeah, thanks to that one <laughs> yeah. listener. Yes, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, so no, we definitely yep. have to do that because I was just thinking, you know, if we're going to get the data, uh, the website going yep. here and get the database up, yep. I, I kind of want to be able to add some filters there so you can filter down in those categories, yep. filter our. Yep. overall for the games we play just 
and then links obviously to the episode so you can listen and hear. Yes, about it, so. yeah, we're we're working on a lot of things oh, right yeah. now. A so lot of lot of moving parts. Yeah, it'll be out soon. Okay, so, so anyway, I just want to bring that up because Andy, uh, it was it was valid feedback. I I completely agree. When he said, that, I just yeah. started laughing. We <laughs> love that feedback. Please, that helps us yeah, again. Like we said, we're IT people. We're we're or, or, you know oriented object sol- uh, solution based and stuff. And so, yeah, anything that helps. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's go ahead and move in to talk about what's been on our table. On this week's What's on Your Table. Chris, you want to start it off? Absolutely. Uh, Corey and I got a chance to uh, play a game he picked up at Gen called called Riot Quest by uh, wait, Private Wait, wait, wait. When was this? How, how did I get left out? Well, it's a two-player okay. <laughs> miniature no, I'm game. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I had it right there at miniature game. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm glad you're excuse yeah, me. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, Corey brought it in. He got it. Uh, he picked it up at Gen Con, painted them all up, played it uh, many times with his kids, and he... he uh, jabbered me and said, "Hey, I brought it in uh, this last week. You wanna you wanna give it a try?" I'm like, "Heck yes!" So we brought it in and played, and it's a really cool. It's it's like grab, you know, a smash and loot type game um, using the Privateer Press uh, uh, miniature figures. So the figures in this game, um, you had me at minis. Yeah, that's exactly what Corey would say. <laughs> exactly. So um, the. In this game, these minis, uh, you, they have special abilities. There's different characterizations of like fighter and, and there's like a rogue. All right, if I'm saying it right, there's there's different sure. classes sure. and they have different abilities and you get one of these. And so you have um, you can have five to like ten people uh, on, on your bench and your roster. And you have up to like five out on the playing board area at a time. But um, once they get knocked out of, of health and stuff, they go into the cooler and you can roll, re-roll them to get them back. If not, you can replace them, respawn with uh, some other people on your benches. But the the characters in this game can be utilized in special heroes or uh, solos in War Machine or Hordes, which is a, another uh, miniature game that Corey and I play with several of other other buddies. And it's kind of double like value. Yeah, so that's it is nice. for him. Yeah, it is that's, really cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah, he he bought this at Gen Con and, and picked up some of the uh, extra expansion packs of uh, figures and painted them all up and brought it in and it was it was a lot of fun oh, he already uh, got him painted yeah oh, of course yes, he did of course he, did. Oh, he wouldn't even let you play it no, if you didn't no we wouldn't have put he wouldn't have brought it into work we wouldn't have played it unless the figures were he's painted. a paint snob yeah most definitely is oh i love that story with his kids <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out a game to play with his kids and the figures weren't painted and one of his sons says oh, i'm not playing they're not painted dad oh, <laughs> of course <laughs> so yeah so we played in it it's it's a really cool game, dice based. Uh, it's it's um, movement um, hexed movement. So you have movement points versus in measuring inches and stuff. Anyway, it's a real fun game. We played it, had a good time, really enjoyed it. Looking at cool. getting it and getting my my kids and I, we play War Machine and Horde. So we all have different uh, factions. And nice. So yep, yep, very cool. Riot Quest, enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I, I mean, he, he got, you guys kind of bought it or he bought it. Uh, yeah. So, well, kind of side on. See, I mean, he yeah. checked it out, but. Yeah, he was pretty excited about uh, Gen Con, so I'm glad it was uh it was good for you guys. All right, uh, for me is we uh, we we bought. I think we last time we talked about how we bought Viticulture. Yeah, uh, we got it in and we got it to the table. Uh, Viticulture is a Stonemeyer game, so you know yeah. Scythe and uh, Wingspan, all great games. This is a earlier one, and it's about winemaking, and it's a 
it's it's a worker placement, so you're running your own winery, and you have little meeple dudes, and you you have different seasons. So in the spring, you're putting guys on the spring actions, and you can do various things like uh, plant fields and stuff like that. And then there's cards you can play, and then there's a there's a summer season where you can play some cards, and then there's a winter where you can like harvest your fields and take other various again worker placement, and then it just keeps going like that. And you have a tableau; it's kind of cool where you you get grapes, and then the grapes go over to wine, and then they can age. So after the year, everything ages like your wine and your grapes age, and those value of those age allows you to um, deliver wine to people, which essentially gives you victory points. And after so many victory points, you win the game. And so you're kind of doing that and trying to get trying to get wine out the door, and you can upgrade your um, cellars. So it, it, on your tableau, there's you can upgrade your structures that give you extra bonuses. So it kind of reminds me of Scythe a little bit. You can definitely see yeah. pieces of Scythe and Wingspan in this that this kind of inspired those games, but he kind of expanded upon it. So you have a little of that expanding and uh, building your infrastructures for your board that allows you to do stuff. There's a worker placement aspect. Kind of like what Scythe has a little bit with the workers. Yeah, it's it was a good game. Um, I found I don't know if it was because of two players that we played. It was a little hard to get income in the beginning of the game. I feel like um, it, it it started out really flat and it took a little bit, but once we got income, then it like ramped up really quickly where we got a lot of progress. And then at the end of the game, it felt like the money we're bringing like bucket loads of money but then it felt useless because you couldn't do the money once you get all the upgrades so i think that might just be a two-player um problem also we got the tuscany expansion look at the tuscany board it kind of replaces or adds on it looks like for two players it adds some bonuses where you can get some money um so maybe that fixes things so i'll have to get that out uh definitely a worker placement euro theme but it's it's all about winemaking so interesting theme sounds like it Uh, i'm kind of starting to see a little theme in the games we play i tend to have these miniatures combat dice mechanics which lead to that ameritrash type games and you have these worker placement area controller (laughs) euro game so i'm starting to see a trend in in our favorite type games Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, the components in this is yeah. really are really good. good. The artwork's really good. I mean, it's a Stonemaier game. Yeah, Stonemaier games um, are good. So, and it has solo mode, which uh, that's interesting. Em- Emily's excited yeah. about that too. I've all heard, all the games do. I've heard a lot that that's a big trend nowadays is to get a solo mode type aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Is in Roll and Write is one aspect, but also sure. a one player game. Sure. A lot of people really are clamoring for games that yeah. can play one player. I'd rather play like a Roll and Write, like try to get yeah. you know da- ga- gone Sean Clever. Clever. I'd like to try to like get the best game ever you know what i mean it, well cool. anyway that's uh what's on our table um emily really liked it i was lukewarm on it like i said but i'll definitely have to try tuscany and see how that uh changes things a little bit and and i'm, I'm definitely gonna give a different player count to try but uh, that was viticulture by stonemeyer games fun the games we play reviews thanos rising Chris, you want to give a description of the game? Sure. In this game, players recruit heroes and assemble a team to face off against Thanos and his villainous forces in an effort to thwart him from accomplishing his master plan, collecting all six Infinity Stones to power the Infinity Gauntlet and wreak havoc on the very fabric of reality. Building upon the strengths of characters on the team, as well as other players, winning requires critical thinking and communication to reach a common goal. Oh, that was pretty short. 
Yeah, yeah, really. It's just short description. So the overview or how to play the game. Essentially, in the in the middle of the table is this ring, and in the middle is a I don't know. It's like a two inch statue of Thanos. Oh no, probably inches? F- four or five inches. So in the middle, it's big pre painted miniature. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's big. And He's, and there's three. So there's three sectors on uh, on the ring. Yep, around him. And on each of the sectors, there's three spots to place cards. So. You place cards around there. The cards could be a mix of enemies or heroes. Yep, villains or heroes. And then each player gets a hero to start or a team. And they're a leader. They're yeah. A leader. Yep. And they're themed from the different uh, Avengers team. So we we have like Guardians of Galaxy. So yep, which is Gamora. Gamora starts out. You have you have the Avengers with Captain America. You have the Wakanda leader Black Panther. And then you have the cosmic mythos of Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and so then you get the leader of each of them as a starting card. And then uh, on each of the teams, they have a special ability. So I, you roll so many dice, this can happen. So it's kind of ability that only you have. And then each of the heroes that you get uh, also have special abilities on them that's printed. And so that's your starting uh, hand. You have the Infinity Gauntlet board. It's a yes. picture of the Infinity Gauntlet. Sideboard, yep. And around there, you have all the stones of the different colors. And then spots for cubes, right, for for the counting and that's the setup of the game essentially how the game works is on your turn you pick a sector you're going to go in you roll the thanos and the gym die you resolve them it could be thanos attacking could be him rotating and then on the gym die it tells you which gym that you add a cube to um ideas if you add too many cubes to that gym or fill it up it flips over the gym goes on the gauntlet and something really yeah. bad happens every time that color of that gym is rolled um and then on the other board, uh, wherever he goes, he attacks that sector if he rotates or he can stay there. He does damage to all the heroes that are sitting there, including if you chose that sector, which you choose before rolling the dice. And then uh, the en- any enemies there also have special abilities that could activate. And a lot of them are like they just pile on damage or do supplement, other stuff. Supplement, yeah. And then you roll your dice. Uh, you roll your dice, and after you take a dice, you have to assign it to one of the cards. Either you're going to attack a bad guy or you're going to try to recruit a hero or ally to your team. On all the cards, they have little symbols for the, the recognize the dice, but there's different colors of dice, and they all have different probability. We'll talk about a yep. little bit on the components and, and our likes and dislikes, but essentially, you assign any number of dice to one card, and then you roll. And if you, you can't assign it, then you have to throw one of those dice away. And then you can try to keep rolling until you're out of dice. So either you succeed and you get any of the cards where you fulfilled the symbols, or if you didn't get any of the symbols, then you don't get to attack or get any of the allies. Then it's the next person's turn. They again choose a sector, they roll the dice, and then they get to roll their personal dice and it just keeps going. It keeps going until either you, on easy mode, kill seven enemies or ten enemies, or you lose the game if all the affinity stones make it onto the gauntlet. He kills off one team, or he killed ten heroes off, and and that that's the game. Yeah, it, and it really is fairly simple in the uh, the gameplay and so on. But yes, I, when yeah. I say simple, I mean challenging. Yeah, simple mechanics, simple yeah, mechanics simple in, mechanics. in the rules. Yeah. So let's move on to the artwork. So let's talk yeah. about the artwork, uh, Chris. What do you think about the artwork yeah. on this game? I like it. it. It's your typical Marvel comics um, artwork on the. Uh, the cards, the um, the game pieces, the the really cool um, Infinity Stone um, tableau board 
with uh, with the the where all the stones are lay, um, the the cards, the sectors. I like it. I, yeah. I'm a big Marvel fan yeah, to begin with. Good. I'm a fanboy, so I grew up with this stuff, and it it's it's really cool. I I really like that. And it's aspect. it's from the movie. It's from yeah, the movie. Yeah, it is characters. from the movies, and it it is. It, it's it's based off of the movie. This came out right before the uh, Infinity, Infinity Wars. Wars. Yeah, so it was it was kind of a plug on that by by Usopoly. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the artwork's good. I mean, it's vibrant colors. It looks mm-hmm. like the characters from the movies. So if you're a fan of the movies or seen the movies, you, you'll recognize everybody right off the bat just from the pictures. So I, I, re- um, I really like that. That it's not, hey, we got the, the theme, but we're going to draw these characters that kind of look like them, but we can't use the likeness. You know, we've seen some well, IPs like that, but that's not what this is at all. Th- there's a there's a few makes me wonder because there's Iron Spider versus Spider-Man, and then... Um, Star Lord has his face mask on, so I wonder sure. if there, there's some contract issues with the actor like and stuff it. like it that. Oh yeah, like yeah, you would recognize Star Lord with his his face mask yeah. on. Yeah, but you get you and get Iron what Spider I'm saying. From the yeah. Almost definitely, yeah, you get it's good stuff. Um, yeah. All right, so let's move on to the rule book, uh, Chris. You kind of led the game for the most part, but I did pick up the yep. PDF when we had some questions. Um, so, what what do you think of the rule book overall? I, I thought the rule book did a, a really good job of explaining the game. The game flow had really nice diagrams. Um, back page had uh, uh, the gameplay layout of all the dice and the what probabilities, the faces and that's the probabilities. Really nice. That's really good. It has the gameplay difficulty variants, the power dice facings, Thanos dice facing. So that that is a good factor. Um, I love those type of, of help sheets to have that to quickly look and stuff. Um, there was a couple things in here. Uh, that when we played along, we read the rules. I read the rule. I sent out, a, I read the rule book. I sent out a video on how to play. Had everybody watch it before we went and came and played. We played a, a four game uh, player. Um, we ran into it and there was a couple things we're like, hey, okay, when we stepped through it, everybody read the rules, read, watched the videos. They were like, all of a sudden, well, what do you do with this? Well, the rules didn't quite explain. Like when we were assigning dice to villains and assigning dice to heroes, uh, it, it did uh, mention that if you, uh, uh, claim a hero or recruit him or damage a, a, a villain you take the dice back but what if you didn't meet all this expectation so there was a couple spots the rules weren't clear that's where you had to go through get on your phone and and check board game geek yeah. and some of the forums and yeah. to clarify and and the game uh, designer actually responded back and said the intent was this and this sure. so yeah. they clarified a few yeah. things but For there sure. was a m- missing a couple steps in the rule book, but overall, I thought the rule book was good. Had great diagrams, really explained the game flow, uh, with a few missing uh, parts that we were able to uh, deduce after uh, looking it yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, you could you could take what they intended, but yes. sometimes you just never know, right? Yeah, right, exactly. So there yeah, was I just like knowing. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah, yeah that's my. I agree, one hundred percent. In rule books, you need to explain. You don't want to assume something. Yeah. Okay, you, you, people can understand intent, but you want black and white, yes, not gray. Especially with this yep, game, which, yep. which we'll talk about here with yep. our my dislikes. Um, so let, uh, let's actually move on to the components, which I think... Spoiler alert! <laughs> let's talk about the components, because I think this is where the game really shines. This is its, yes. this is its selling or strong point, I think, for this game. Components, I mean, there's a freaking Thanos statue in the middle. pre-painted. And it, it's yeah. really cool. It's like posing, the fist, the yep. gauntlets up, and... It, it looks really yeah, cool. It um, really does. The the Infinity Gauntlet board, the yes. sideboard, it where the gems go on. It's on recessed. The gauntlet, on the gauntlet. Recessed. Yes. Yeah, it's, it looks really cool. And there's nice crystal uh, colored 
gems to match. Kind of reminds I mean, me of like the Gollum uh, yes, Century games. That's yes, what exactly. they look like. Yep, exactly. So there's little cubes of yellow that that you put on the the, the gauntlet tableau to to um to indicate um, Thanos gaining that. Um, there's also red cubes for damage. Those are good. But yeah, the components on this are really top notch. Yeah. They're really nice. Yeah. And that 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 enhances the gameplay. Oh, for of this. sure. Really brings out the flavor and theme of this when they went and did that. I mean. The Thanos statue is not needed, but no, oh my gosh, it's, it's really awesome. Cool. It's really <laughs> it cool. is really cool to have in the center of the board. It's not needed, but it adds big time. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing is uh, the bent uh, yeah. sideboard is a little bent coming out of the box. I don't know if that's just your copy or... No, that's a problem. I looked it up online. It's a little warped, and that was a common um, problem with um, the games. Um, so I'm going to try to... Uh, just put a bunch of heavy boxes and books on it. I think it, it, I think it could because it yeah. just was bowed kind of in the, in the middle. Yep, in the I think it was because how it was in the box and there's no support yeah. under it in the box or yeah. how it, it came. So you could probably just flip yeah. it over and, and get it. But anyway, no, I, I did research that online and noticed in the form, BGG forums it said that. And a lot of people it's, just put heavy books on yeah, it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a big deal except for on the outside, there's recesses like circles for each of the right. circle things. And so they can slide under the board when you're trying to like move. They don't fit properly. Yeah, they don't yeah. fit properly, but minor. Very, minor very minor. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about likes here. So, Chris, what are your likes for this game? I'm a big Marvel fanboy. I've read the comics from back in the day. I've watched all of the MCU uh, movies. I own most of them and will be owning the rest of them uh, on Blu-ray pretty soon. Um, Just love this. And this theme to me, I I love this theme. The gameplay seemed... it's one of those things, it was challenging. We played this several times. Um, we played it a couple times at work as a four-player. Um, I took it home and played it with the boys and things like this at home. Was that three-player? Or did you play four-player? I played four, a four-player with with some of the uh, the variants and kind of um, different we'll talk about we'll here, talk about here a little bit. Um, but so I really liked the, the, the challenge of the game, the... the the amping up of like okay the the Avengers they're they're out and you know Thanos and he's getting his uh, Infinity Stones and the Avengers theme unorganized and not pulled together yet as a team and then as turns go you start fighting him and, and his villains and stuff and you recruiting more you gain that process um, so we'll, we'll again we'll talk more here about the uh, on the gameplay and stuff but I really like that theme I really like how the game. Um, intends to play that and va- uh, vamping it up, starting it out and recruiting and building everything together. And as you get those combinations, as you get these other heroes uh, uh, onto your team, and it just vamps up and it, it shows that, you know, in the beginning, it, you're kind of weak, but when the Avengers start banding together, then they start fighting as a team. I, I really like that. And this game really rewards communication and working as a team, as players, not just me sitting here with recruiting my heroes, but uh, when Brian and I played it as a two-player, we had to work together. That really rewards that aspect of that. So I, I really like the theme and how, how this game um, intended to play and the um, flow of the game a bit. For for me, for the likes, I I enjoyed the 
I really like the the synergy that you can get between the the heroes. So it'll be like, well, this hero says if you have another hero of this this world, right, like yep. the red or green or purple, like the Guardians of the Galaxy or yep. or Avengers and so on, then hey, you get this extra die. That's kind of cool. Um, you'll have one over here that hey, you can flip this faces of a dice to another dice, and you'll have another one where it says, well, you can face these other two. So by then the game, like I can basically turn one die or to die to any face I want. And I was checking all these dice and then I was getting the synergy where if I did damage, well, I can heal. And if you heal, then you can do this. And so you can get some really cool combinations of heroes if you can get them. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like the engine. It's almost kind of like engine building a little bit. I really, I really like that. Um, I do like that. You have to manage your hero's health. So even if you get them on your team, it doesn't mean that they can't get damaged and you have to manage that. So you can't ignore that. So I kind of like that. There's some resources you have to work with. Hey, can you heal my guys? Can I can heal your guys? Kind of those kind of things. Um, I really like the Thanos statue yeah. and the rotating. I really like those sectors. So sometimes you have to take some risks and be like, he's facing me, but he could turn if I, if I rolled it right. Or if you go off to the right and you're like, if he, please don't turn, you know, and then that happens. And and so I I like that kind of choices and and just having that Thanos statue in the middle is pretty cool. I mean, so yeah, those are, those were my likes for the game. All right. So let's talk about dislikes. Chris, let's start with you. Or do you want me, do you want me to go? You go ahead. Okay. Yeah. You're going to go ahead. (laughs) Okay. I'll play off of your dislikes, (laughs) but you go right ahead. Okay. So, um, this, this is where I have some problems with this game and and it'll it will reflect in my review, my final score and review of this game, which, um, you know, from the intro, is kind of arbitrary at this point, but it's it's definitely going to reflect. So there's there's a couple issues with this game. Um, first issue is it doesn't scale with players. There's nowhere in the rules where it changes the amount of guys you have to kill or not kill or how many dice you roll or anything like that based on the number of players, right? Um, a lot of co-op games, the big ones like Pandemic, all the four bending games, there's a level set depending on how many players you play with. So if you have a four, your scale is a lot lower opposed to two players or how many cards, the bad cards you draw, for example. And so those games scale with players or have a mechanism in the game to scale. Why I think it's partly a problem is rolls into my second issue that I have a problem with is on your turn, how the, how you assign dice is, I think, problematic. So you, you have to pick a sector, right? And in a sector, you can have three cards in there. It could be any combination of enemies or allies. And you roll your, you roll your dice, and you have to assign one of the dice to one of the cards. And you can't assign multiple dice to multiple cards. So, for example, I have a card over here that needs uh, moons. I'm just going to make this simple, but there are cards like this. Moons, and then there's a card with POWs. Well, what happens if I rolled the two moons and two POWs that I needed for both cards? Well, I have to choose. I can't carry over my extra dice after fulfill one to another card. Or if you don't even fulfill one, still having those left over over there. Second, Secondly, so if I do assign a dice to him, I basically lock them into that character. So if I roll dice and then I roll ones that would have fit on this other one, I can't move that over there. They're kind of lost. And and then the biggest issue is if on your turn you can't uh, get the dice faces that you want, you don't get anything on your turn. You don't do damage to an enemy, which a damage to an enemy, they have multiple lives and you can only damage them one life point per turn. 
Um, Unlo- now, unless, there, yeah, unless and there's secondary cards, but yeah. yeah, just out of just out of the, the out box. Of dice roll. Yeah, um, you do get a chit from the, the these random chits that give you like an extra dice face or extra die one time use on your turn. Um, but those are really random. Where you, you can get one that's like a die roll, which is really good, like a new die just for that turn, or one that's the pow face, which is the most common face in all of the uh, all the dice. So it's like they're not really equal, but you just get that for each damage you can do. I, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. So I apologize, but my problem is is that you walk away with a turn not being able to do anything, and it feels very unfulfilling. And this is where the scaling I think hurts the game, where it doesn't scale. Because if we play with two players, and this happened yep. when we play two yep. players, on my turn I didn't get anything on one of my turns. Okay, well Chris goes, he still rolls the Infinity do- do- uh, Gauntlet. Gets a gem on there. You get something on my turn. I finally get something. I, we only had one turn that it got around. And I finally got something. And so I can start using that. And we can start using my abilities faster. Now, when we played four players, we did have one turn where you got something. Josh didn't get something. Corey didn't get something. I didn't get something. And finally, it's back to you. And finally, you on your turn are more efficient. You can do more objectively because you right. have a more ally card. Because you got enough. Basically... Um, on your your starting guy, if you get somebody in the same realm or universe, like you know, like a, right. another guardian or another avenger, you get an extra die, which is huge in the beginning of the game. It, it's almost a guarantee, but you have to get a first hero. We went four turns or three extra turns without having an extra hero ability until it got around to you, which you had. Opposed to two player, you utilize those cards more often. Or right. it doesn't. It's not as punitive if right. you didn't. While the whole time Thanos at each turn is doing damage, yes. doing getting infinity uh, stones on, working towards that. Yeah, because, so it's because the really the, the only really way to heal damage from um, your heroes because the heroes out in those sectors are getting damage too. Yep. Some of them only have four life, yeah. and so if they go. He kills top 10 heroes, the game's over. The only way to really hero, heal those is other hero cards. And if you're not getting hero cards, you can't take gems off the gauntlet. You can't really go for those high-value ones because the values on these cards are all over the place. Where One might require three dice face or three value. One requires five or six. Well, I can't get the five or six with four dice, right? And so that's where some of the problem is, is it's it's too dependent on your first draw from the... Because our first game, we got all the highest enemies. We had like four enemies. It was like, uh, what are we going to do? And a bunch of high allies. And with four dice, you couldn't do anything to any of them. We lost pretty quickly. When we play our two-player, we actually got really lucky. We got all the weak enemies out, and we got some starter heroes, which we got right away. Easily obtained, and then, yeah. then the ball started going. And by the on our turn, then it wasn't a problem not to get stuff. It, in fact, we were getting two and maybe even Sometimes, three. Yeah. Two working towards that third yeah. one, yeah. So overall, my just to recap, <laughs> my my dis <laughs> bring us back. My my dislikes is um it's it's too dependent on your on the first on the first couple rounds, and so you can get all the high tier enemies and ally cards because they're not all the same in your first draw, and then you're kind of screwed, right? Okay. It's too dependent on the dice where you can't like it's. If it was Yahtzee-style dice, this would be perfect. If it was the ability to carry over dice or progress on it so your ally could pick it up, this would be perfect. Because how many times did we play tonight where we got the two things and he had one dice left and we were like, well, I can't do anything with one dice. Why couldn't you assign it to one of the other ones in the sector and then you we carry over progress? It's just too luck to pin it and it doesn't scale with uh, players. So those are really my big dislikes. On our two-player game, I actually had some. I had fun with it. We oh, got it yeah. going. It still was tense. Like on the last turn, I, I had like three guys about to die. We we were about to hit our our um, 
our ally and I had a hit and <laughs> damaged two guys, but we were able to do it. And it, it was close, but it was that that tension was good. You know, that was for two players. I, I would like to feel that for players, but not be so dependent on that first draw. If that makes sense, right? Most definitely, and, and I agree with you on, on that aspect. Like you said, when we played this a couple player a couple times as four player, we weren't getting that the engine rolling and. We didn't do a couple things. Initially, when we first started playing this, we didn't communicate. We didn't plan out our turns. That's kind of crucial. We did that uh, tonight plan. Sure. Uh, the but, two player. but you're right. That's just a small factor. It, I, I'm, I'm saying that's a small factor. If he can't roll the dice, factor. he can't roll the dice. You're right. I agree with that. The yep. engine building and the multiple factors and this plays and hitting those synergies, that's crucial. And you got to get that ball rolling. And if you can't get that ball rolling... On this, so I, I agree with the dislikes on that kind of stuff. But to me, I think there's that's where you can do a few house rules that that you can add to that. Um, when I, I did some research and looked on this kind of stuff, and people talked about tearing type, tearing the uh, the the villains in the the deck. So you you split them up so you make sure the top part of the deck has villains and the bottom part has some villains. Um you can do it that way so that all the villains don't come out at sure. the same yep. time. Yep, yep, yep. Or, that would fix it. Yes. Or even, you know, even having all the heroes out at the same time. You kind of need some villains because yeah, you you, you got to really uh, really attack them you, first off. Cuz you can't heal either all those right. allies either cuz they're going to die off and then the game's over, you know. Right. And and anytime you damage a villain, um you get a, a bonus token and that's right. a, like we talked about one time deal and stuff but you kind of need those yeah, you to do. build that you engine do. so especially when you're it, one die short right. you're like uh, uh, i need yeah. moons but my none of my dice are, have heavy moons i don't have a black yeah. dice for the moons or if you have a chit with that die side you in your in your uh game player and yeah. you're ready i need that oh here yeah. we go i'm just gonna play this chit but the it, bonus chit but all those require you to hit the die rolls which yeah. is very dependent on what the starting is right which, it is that's what that house rule would right. fix yeah that's and then we talked about that and maybe on a four player your house rule with you have your um leader and then you start off with a, a sidekick one already something like that i'd love to give those a little try to see because i really like this game i love the theme and the the the, the thought of it and how it works and the, the potential synergies and and mechanisms of going but yeah there's a couple things that if we mitigate with a couple house rules yeah. um, that it doesn't, when those do come up, because that's a down, big time downer. You hit those and your gameplay is kind of, your game's kind of over. It's yeah. before it even started. Yeah. I, I I read a review on BGG. Somebody's like, yeah, you know, when you're playing, you could get like a certain deal on the first, you know, when you yeah. see the nine cards out there where you pretty much are guaranteed to lose. I'm like, well, isn't but he's like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, that's kind of a yeah. big deal. What's the point of playing if yeah. if you put cards out and it's impossible to win, right? Just right. because of the certain cards that come out. And I, I understand. I, I think you do need to play house rules with this if you play four players, maybe three, which is unfortunate. Like this, yeah. I feel like maybe this the game, like the structure, the ideas there. But I feel like it was rushed to production. That's what it kind of feels like. Is maybe this didn't. And I, I'm suspecting, reading the reviews, yeah. that if you're a Marvel fan, they like just, hey, it's a Marvel game, so this is awesome. Like, and just, I'm just gonna ignore yeah. all these problems with the games because let's be honest, Battlestar Galactica is my favorite game. I love Battlestar Galactica. There's a lot of things that you, it's not really house rules. You just pick pertin certain parts of the expansions to make yeah. that game really good, which the rule books say you can do. So it's not like you're house ruling it, but. <laughs> To make the game that really good, you you kind of have to take Pegasus and only half of Pegasus game. So I, I can understand that you can 
get fanboyish with certain IPs and kind of overlook things. And I think that's why this game has gotten such high reviews to this point. Take this theme away and throw something else on it, like... Harry Potter? Well, well, we can talk about that here on our final thoughts. But throw throw a non-IP game on this. I don't think it would be getting the reviews or accolades that people have given it. No, I agree. It, the, the the theme really adds, and I'm a fanboy uh, of certain IPs and themes, and you add that certain theme on it, and I'm like, oh, I'm all over it. Like I yeah. said, Shadowrun yeah. and, and High Fantasy and, sure. and that kind of bit, yeah. and I'm all over that. Yeah. And you know, Like you Aliens and Star Wars, yeah. and you yeah. add that on it, boom. Sure. Yeah, yeah, shut up and take my money. Yeah, no That kidding. kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I get that, and I understand that. And that's where like we played, I, I remember the dice game Couriers? Yeah, I got yeah. quarters over yep, here. Yep, so do I. And we played that with the boys, and you know that mechanism of um, you can only spend. Uh, they changed yes. that in the expansion. Yeah, I wondered because we we did that same I, exact actually, same change. Actually, when we played the, that with the kids. In the second edition of Couriers, they changed that rule. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, so uh, by second edition, so have, we have all the. Yeah, first I have edition. the. I have the tin one, but if you bought the yep, box yep. one that it comes with in the lit oh, second edition, yeah. they changed the rules to do that because yeah. you're right; it doesn't yeah. make sense that you can only buy one. Right, and it, it changes that. Games, yep. it makes it from yep. like eh to really good yeah so the the ruling was is you roll these dice and you generate some uh, purchasing power but you can only want buy one die well and so the die out there is five and you have eight well with those other three you could also buy another die so we changed that rule back and like you said then evidently they changed in yeah, edition. and so that's maybe that's something you can do with this yeah, yeah. so and, and if it makes it that much to me if it makes it that much fun make a little house rule so let's uh, let's finish up this uh, review. Yep. So let's talk about our final thoughts. I'll go ahead and just start out how it currently is set up with the re- with the rules and not having to do house rules. Uh, it's a pass for me. I again, I can see where they're going through, and there's some good gameplay mechanics like the the engine building. Yep. The components are really cool. I like the idea of him moving in the sect certain sectors. Being, I really like that. But it just falls apart with the whole dice rolling mechanic and or the placement. You fix the dice rolling being Yahtzee, it doesn't matter if really powerful com- people are coming out because you could you could be more successful. Or if you fix and tier out like tier one, tier two, and kind of be a two-stage game, that fixes the game. But unfortunately how it is, it's a pass for me, so I'd probably get a five at this point. I do throw out though they the one of the reasons yeah. why we're reviewing this is they're coming out with a Star Wars version of this game and a Harry Potter version of this game. So they basically took the game, reskinned it Harry Potter, reskinned it Star Wars. Star Wars, it's a Darth Vader in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool. You've seen the pictures. I yeah, haven't looked at it yet. Um, it's on BTG. Check out yeah. the pictures. There so for the cards, there's like Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters and characters. It's it's really cool. So we'll see if maybe they change some of the game mechanics play mechanics i kind of feel like they have to a little bit like you don't have the infinity stone so what are you rolling for maybe maybe it's like the hoth base or something death stars um and and then and then probably for the harry potter it's voldemort in the middle maybe it's his horcruxes maybe that would actually fit really well that would make sense um but maybe they change it I'll, i'll give those a try for sure and you know if you can, if a ha- one of these house rules do- does fix it, though, I would probably buy the Star Wars because I'm a huge star. I'm wearing Star Wars fan <laughs> He's wearing a Star Wars shirt, shirt right, right now. now. So I, I would pro- again goes to the fanboy thing is I'd probably still buy it and house rule it because I love Star Wars theme. 
Um, I'm not a big Marvel fan. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy a lot, but that was about as far as I got into the MCU. So anyway, One so <laughs> for me, it's it's a it's a pass, and uh, it, I give it a five. Chris? Yeah. To me, I, I like this game. This is a game. Um, to me, it's an eight. It's it, I would play it. Um, yes, I would want to house rule it, and I think I would do that, and that would make it more enjoyable. Um, especially with uh, just with the kids and, and things, because this is a, a a game that's ten ten and up. It's it's a family game that it's I I enjoy it. I love the theme. I'm a fanboy, so that's kind of like you and Star Wars, me and Marvel. I'm a Star Wars fanboy too, but I I like this. I like how it plays, and I would tweak it just a little bit. And for me, add those tweaks, it'd be an eight. And I would keep that way, and okay, I would well, want to. If you couldn't house rule, though, honestly, how the game is right now of the box? Because here's the thing: is there's might be people that listening to us to know to yeah. house rule it, and they're seeing BGG has it as like a seven point three for some reason. Yeah. Um, and it's just a, every other family off the street that goes and sees it in Target or Walmart and buys it. Like, what 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 score would you give it without house having to house rule it? See, to me, that'd be. That's Cause, where I'm debating. Because that, that, you can say that of any game we play. Because no. we have, we have, we, honestly, we haven't played a game where we've had a house rule something yet. Yeah, I I agree, and I understand that aspect. To me, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a seven and a half. It really is to me a seven and a half okay. uh, without a house rules. To me, an eight. You add that a little bit, that adds it up to that where I'd be playing that stuff. Yeah, yes, it's. It kind of sucks if you uh, pull out the cards and set everything out, and you're like, oh, "Dude, okay, we can't win at this point." That's um, such a problem, though. But, it's such a that, problem on a co-op game. But the probability of doing that is, it is, happened twice for us. Well, no, the no, first time we played time, it, we got the all the big enemies and yeah. all the big allies. The second time we played, we only got big allies out there. No, we had the heroes. That's what I'm talking about. We only oh, had allies. the big yeah, heroes yeah, yeah. or allies. Yeah, we only had the big ones, except for... Well, I got them all. Ex- well, that's the thing, is when we ended, Chris had like four or five games, guys out there. Josh had one, Corey had two, and I had two. Yeah. And you had like four or five, yeah, but we still five. lost really bad because yeah. all the, the, the stones. Right. We weren't even close to sniffing out. Yeah. I think we only had... I don't even think we had defeated enemy. No, and that was one of the things we didn't do in the first couple of games. Or the first time we didn't have a chance, but the second time we went after all recruiting all these heroes, getting our teams where well, the we, enemies we out there actually recruit yeah. enemies. No, well, but Corey, Corey basically stopped trying to recruit heroes yeah. and just attack enemies, right? And he still couldn't even attack the enemies because it right. was all the four yeah. and five damage uh, and, in, in many right. enemies, and we'd have the dice to do it. Well, well, that was one of the things we didn't do in the beginning is we didn't go after. We took a couple rounds to get after. But you have. To. That's the that's my whole point. No, you yeah. have to because four dice doesn't do it. Doesn't cut it. Well, it depends which one. So you get those two uh, two wound uh, villains, then you can you got to go right, after. But them. we didn't get two wound villains. That was the problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. there was yeah there was a couple, but yeah yeah, and that and that's hard. And that's where I think you tier the villains, and then you you yeah. you do a couple yeah. house rules. All and, right. I mean, okay. I, you know, I'd give it a seven. I mean, it's just a, a seven as is. I'll give it a seven. And but, I enjoy the. But f- that. It, it's definitely a decent game. I yes. think if you house rule it, or yeah. if one of those things was tweaked, it's actually a really good game. Yeah. I think and it's a really good family game. Yeah. that's well themed. You work yeah. together, and it's fun, and it's familiar, yeah, and it's easy thing. to yeah. play. I, you know, I think you just tweak one of those, and it, it is a really, I think, a really decent game. So. Anyway, let's let's go ahead and uh, finish this up, just because we're we, we're at like thirty minutes for this review. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, is there any games, Chris, that you can think of that if you like that game, you'll definitely like this game? 
Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of games. So I, I would be looking at kind of co-op games at this point. So some co-op games that you might like is uh, like Pandemic. Um, if, if you like Pandemic, but maybe you're trying to get something more available to your family, you have some younger kids, this would be something maybe to play. Like you said, it was like a 10-plus game. Um, Pandemic's a little heavier than that. Not that it's like super heavy. You know, there's some other Marvel games like Five Minute Marvel or, you know, even Codenames Marvel. If you guys are liking like those Marvel theme, this is maybe a different game. It kind of feels a little different, but it's still a family size, uh, you know, available game. If you're a Marvel fan and you like co-op, you know, and you're looking for something family, this is probably a game that that try. Yeah. The one I was thinking of was uh, Villainous. Oh, Disney villainous, game villainous, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, but that's like more worker action placement. From the, I've never played it, but that's just what the There's a few different mechanics. Yeah, there's yeah. a few different mechanics, but th- there's some similarities that if you like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you like that game, you would like this type of a game. Cool. This week's love and hate. Chris, you want to start out with your love? Sure. My love is of conventions, going to game conventions. We've got two coming up this month. We've got Fields of Honor on 18, 19, 20. Uh, up at Stony Creek Inn. This is one I've uh, taken the kids to for many, many years. We get a hotel room, even though it's like only 30 minutes away. We get a hotel room and just, there's a lot of tradition and fun and just playing games. It's and, more of like a yeah. war game, right? Convention, that, that, is that there's the a lot. Of, uh, there's That one has a lot of miniatures. Yeah, I get it. But we're, uh, this year, um, I've signed up and I'm leading a Blitz Bowl. The, the boys and I were leading, uh, got um, Gabe's finishing up painting one more army of Beastmen, but we've got many different teams of fantasy teams. of. So we've got several different teams of a Blitz Bowl we're going to take up. We're going to introduce it, uh, teach the game, and then kind of have like a mini tournament. We're going to do that Saturday night. So that that should be fun. We're all excited. The, the boys and I are going to uh, do it. Um, so we got that coming up. And then the next week, uh, we're going to go up Friday night to Cardboard Caucus. It's first year for that game convention here yeah, in Des Moines. Des Moines so I'm excited. Yeah, yeah so I'm yeah, really excited. excited. I hope it does well. Yeah, so it's do sweet I. to have a big one just locally. Yes. So. You know, I mean, it's just we just drive. It takes twenty minutes to get there, yeah. and you can just play yeah. and then go home and sleep in your own bed. I know that that one's even a little closer. So, um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Jamie and I are gonna um, go out Friday night. We're, we've been trying. We've been talking with you guys, trying to get out some some couple friends and maybe go yeah. out and play and just introduce some yeah, people to that. They're kind bringing of stuff. in like uh, somebody from Omaha, Omaha that's bringing like a couple thousand games yeah, or something like yeah, the library. It's gonna be huge. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I love those conventions. I mean, I love, uh, we went to Origins this year and Gen Con over the last several years. I love that. I love doing the itinerary and packing and, and just getting all those logistics. I'm a, a logistician from the Army. And just that the whole aspects of the, doing the load plan and packing things out. I love that. And just... Um, the whole game convention bit. So I love it. There's there's a few other game conventions I'd love to give a try. I'd love to give the BGG Con and uh, a Dice Tower Con. I'd love to oh, do yeah. a Dice Tower Cruise Oh, sometime. man, that's what Emily that and I want to do. Yeah. Um, I've told Courtney, he's like, that sounds terrible. I'm oh, like, well, how's no. that terrible? Like, I don't, I don't know about you, but my wife, when yeah. it comes to those, like, she'd just rather, like, sit out by the pool yep. that's so boring i want to do something i'd rather just be inside playing uh, board games yeah, all day yeah. and then we just meet up in the evenings yeah sounds fun <laughs> yeah so sound fun. i'd love to give a try and that's what we're going to talk about over make maybe over the next couple of years yeah, try a different awesome. con every so often yeah, that'd be awesome yeah but now yeah, that's my love cons cool game conventions 
Uh, love for me is Camel Up. So Camel Up is this game. That, it's an okay. older game, and they just reprinted it recently. And I I bought it at Gen Con. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got it from the Cool Stuff Inc. and used one of those coupons, right? Yeah, <laughs> got, I, love I think coupons. it was only like twenty bucks or something. Just and such you a got deal. Two dollar off coupon. Yeah. So um, Camel Up is a fun. It's a really fun game where you're. It's more of like a family style game, very approachable, uh, where you're racing camels around the track. Well, you're not. I mean, camels are moving. You're not necessarily racing them but they're racing and you're there's different legs and you're betting on the camels and getting money from it and there's overall bets where you can bet on the loser who's going to lose who's going to win you get money and at the end whoever has the most money wins the the board's really cool looking uh and there's actually a plastic pyramid where you put the dice in and so when you want you can take one of the tokens to uh roll the roll the dice and so what you do is you pick up this plastic pyramid and you shake it and then there's you there's a button that you press and one dice comes out oh, nice. and whatever that value is that's the camel that moves because there's different uh, colored dice the fun thing about this is the camels stack on t- top of each other so if you ever move it and there's camels on top of it all the camels move with it if you move on to another space that has a camel, it goes on top of the other camels. And then there's these two crazy camels that are going backwards. And so as you know, the ones going backwards starts at the end going counterclockwise. And then the regular camels start at the very beginning going clockwise. They start to meet up and the crazy camels will carry the other camels backwards while some are going forward. Yeah. And so like turn order of the camels change. Also, you can put these little tokens down on the track. So if any camels land on it, you, not only get money, but depending on which side you put down, you can make the camel move backwards or forwards. The trippy thing is if it moves forward, backwards, it changes and it goes underneath the pile because the camel on the top is always in first place. Uh, it, it's just fun. So things are changing. The camels are moving. They're stacking up. These camel, they're not even meeples. They're like chunky like plastic rubber feeling uh, camels. They all stack on top. I don't know. It's just, it's really fun. It looks great. There's even a pop-up palm trees. Like when you unfold nice. the board, you know, think oh, like, a, you know, like a pop-up yeah, book, a you pop-up know, book. it's just like that. You open it and it's like palm trees pop up and there's a 3d uh, pyramid in the middle. And there's all these like token. Anyway, really good production value. Great artwork. A lot of fun. Definitely a family uh, gateway game um, type game that's really fun. I really really enjoyed it. That that one just jumped to like top of my list. If like we have new people over, yeah, I'm gonna bring that over most of the gateway games I have because it's just it's easy to teach, easy to learn, easy to play. And it's a lot of fun. It's just silly. So that nice. was a camel up. Uh, highly highly recommend that game. We'll have to we'll have to play it. Yeah, most it's definitely. a good. It'd be a good work game. We could play yeah. that in half an hour easily. Yeah. When you play higher counts, then you can start making like partnerships and stuff that's when things get a little crazy but anyway oh cool that's camel up check it out all right hate this week i'm gonna go first chris you go right ahead my hate is house rules (laughs) (laughs) uh i just my 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 theory or my point of view is if you have to have house rules the game's broken or something's wrong with the game that you shouldn't have to have house rules to make a game better the game should have just been designed or or or, uh, done better um, or implemented better to to play the game. That's I just hate having house rules. If you have house rules, uh, no thank you. I'd rather just play a game. Because here's the problem with especially, you know, we, we have friends over all the time, a lot of people not in the board gaming hobby or will play with a lot of friends or family. You play those games with the house rules that make the game better, 
they don't know that's how the game doesn't play. They, I, this is actually I happened. I know you did. Where they bought the game and they're like, this doesn't play like that. Or vice versa. I played a game where they didn't tell me that was the house rules. I went to bought the game and read the rules. I'm like, wait, that's not right. And you play it with the regular rules. It's not very good or not as fun. I just, ugh, I don't like house rules. Don't like them. Two points. First off, if you play a house rule, um, explain it. Hey, this is a house rule. Relieviates that problem you experience. Second, my my thought is, well, you know what? It's a variant or soon to be expansion because th- that happens very much. Like the whole quarters bit, where we played this all of a sudden. Well, second come out, second edition I'll, comes out. I'll wait for <laughs> the second editions when it's on the rule book. Hey, if it's not uh, in the rule book, it's not the game. Hey, I can't help it that I'm ahead of the times and I'm that much. If it's advanced. not in the rule book, it's not canon of the game. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that truest, a purest of type of rules and stuff. I understand that. Uh, to me, if you can house rule something that makes it more fun, that's fine. As long as it doesn't, you know, ruin I can understand the game, ruin the game. Yeah, or I mean, but to it me, goes it, against it, a major game mechanic. Um, I understand that, but when you do something like we did with the couriers, where you can spend uh, the points on multiple dice, not just one, to me that that made it more fun, and the kids enjoyed it. I'm like, okay, that's that's okay. But yeah, if you if you have to change a whole uh, core rules or multiple rules, well, then that's not and, a good. And game. I actually think with couriers, they they publish the new rule set, so you can yeah. get off the website and print it. Yeah. I'm okay with those. I I can yeah. understand those. It's just. The Thanos Rising, this was just an IP thing. They're not going to reprint this game because the IP, they're not going to revise that rule book. They're just not going to do it. Um, I don't know. It just mars a game for me. It just puts a kind of a black mark in a game. Hey, hey, I can understand. I I, I understand why you do house rules. I just hate doing it because I'd rather play a game that just functions out of the box correctly. Uh, I get that. All right. What's your, what's your your hate this week? My hate is IPAs. I'm not a big fan of these bitter type beers and stuff. We've gone to several of these microbreweries and stuff, and I love t- uh, trying new things. And I love uh, pronounce are they ghosts? Am I, I like fruity them? cold drinks. You just like fruit, fruity <laughs> cold I drinks. Do so, like fruity cold and really, drinks. really, your taste of drinks does not uh, align with beers because beers are not fruity well most of the part but they're abominations if they are super fruity and they're not uh, sweet so that kind of oh. just goes against uh, so i can understand for your yeah. taste that yeah. you wouldn't like ipas i can understand a lot of people actually don't really like ipas because they're too bitter but yeah um ipas ipa is such a a huge category actually there, oh, it is. there's actually bitterness is. ratings that you right. can go on and then there's um your traditional ipa are bitter right um and and they can be like really bitter or somewhat bitter but ipas are actually changing a little bit how they're doing stuff so go look at like what toppling goliath is doing for example they're they're bringing in new types of hops for their ipas and they're not really bitter they're more like a citrus ipa yes um really interesting we're getting a lot different flavors some people that are traditionalists if you will in the beer world uh don't like that trend but um i'm all for different tastes but i don't mind your bitter beer but yeah bitter beers don't really uh mesh with your taste no they don't that's okay that's okay i I was just at a a restaurant gastro with uh, jamie and her neighbors 
They took us out and had a tangerine IPA. I'm like, uh, can I try it? Because it had fruit in it. And that was really good. It was not bitter. So I, I see where you're talking about the whole citrus aspect. Well, and that, that's that. probably not an IPA. That's probably some kind of log or something where they put some It said IPA. It said tangerine oh, IPA. So that's why I was like, ooh, will yeah, I like so this? The, maybe they did yeah. use citrus hops or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, anyway. I, I can understand. Each to their own. Yeah. I kind of find in the world of spirits and beer that people have varying tastes, and, and it's definitely. Very, it's definitely an acquired taste uh, kind of world. That uh, it's not for everybody, and I can understand that. But your taste may change. Well, maybe not. You're old man, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, one thing I hate is Blue Moon. I I hate Belgian what? beers. Belgian beers are disgusting. Oh Blue Moons are awesome. I'll drink oranges. Oh, I'll literally gosh. drink. Any kind of beer. I, I haven't drank a beer that I don't like other than Belgian beers. Well, yeah. What what about a beer mosa? Remember those? Yeah, beer mosa is uh, yes, really good. Those are good. I we try <laughs> so we get them at Fire Trucker. There's those specials on Sundays we get them a lot of times at, at uh at the Delt yeah, Hand, yeah. right? And uh it's basically mango juice and then they have yeah. this uh burnout citrus beer. It's like eight point nine. It's pretty high. Uh, I believe that's what they use. Maybe I'm gonna have to check with them, but we, we tried to recreate it. Um either we're using the wrong beer, which I don't think we are, or their proportions of juice to beer is like they're probably off. Skewed. See, I- I use uh, four ounces of orange juice to twelve ounces of Bush Light, and that makes oh, it good. Beer oh, I'm sure. I mean, Bush Light has like zero taste to it, so uh, it's, it's that's not hey, a very strong uh, it's, tasting. It's, it's Iowa. It's Bush Light. <laughs> I know it's crazy. All right. Well, that wraps up our love and hate for this week. All right, well, this is the end of episode 23 because we kind of ran out of time. Uh, so, no, you should try. Maybe we'll we'll get it in next week. We'll make an effort. The You Should Try a little, little preview is Diamonds. Ooh, it's a trick-taking yes. game by Stronghold Games. There's actually a second edition yeah. coming out where they're adding some variants to the yep. game, it looks like. It's, it's not a huge change, but they're varying a little bit, a little yep. different artwork. It's like a white no, box. Easier, blue. easier to read. Yeah, I probably. Understand. Yeah, probably. But uh, Diamonds is a great trick-taking game. If you're like me or Emily growing up, uh, we just played trick-taking games all the time. We played Hearts and Spades and Pinochle and those types of games, and we just love them. Um, and, and this takes like a trick-taking game, but like adds to it. So like your... Uh, your suits have special actions and stuff. So uh, look forward to that. It's a great trick-taking game if, if, if you like them. Um, it's a nice little twist on it. And it's a really available game. I played it with my family because yeah. they, they know trick-taking. So you don't, you don't have to teach trick-taking. Uh, trick-taking is probably one of those tricky, no pun intended, things that would be really hard to teach somebody if you haven't played trick-taking games. But uh, if somebody has played it, they just kind of pick it up, and you're like, well, here's a couple extra rules, and you're good to go to play the game. So... Um, that's diamonds. Uh, look forward to that. Hopefully, anything else coming up? Uh, Chris? Oh, this weekend. Well, yeah. Oh, I've kind of forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. So this weekend we're gonna do a Friday night, Saturday. We're not doing the TI four. We didn't get all wah, wah. all six of us uh, ready to do it. So we're gonna push that off for another date. But Friday night, Brian and I are gonna play Star Wars Rebellion. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, then um, then like, Saturday. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. I'll shoot you with my <laughs> exactly. Death Star. Pew, pew. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Sorry. So, no, you're right. I'm just laughing. Um, <laughs> then Saturday, we are going to bust out. Uh, Corey's coming over. So each of us is going to lead a game. Um, Brian's going to lead Eclipse. I think we're going to Eclipse. Maybe. Yes. Well, we'll see. We we'll talk it. about it. Okay. We, we might talk about here about okay. some games we're going to play. But yeah, maybe yeah. Eclipse is supposed to be a really good yeah. Uh, not sci-fi type sci-fi it'll yeah, give us a little yeah. ti4 light yeah ti4 right? light yeah yeah and uh uh cory's gonna bring over starship samurai oh modern yeah, space yeah, game. space game <laughs> i'm getting the theme here and then i'm gonna lead big trouble in little china the game i've been looking for that uh everything epic i got the deluxe edition from them yeah we talked yeah. about it in the, our top yes, games yeah. yes yeah so i'm gonna uh, yes, lead that. Uh, I'll reluctantly play it. <laughs> Thank you. It's for the podcast, Brian. Yeah, it is for the podcast. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a big fan of the movie. It's oh, weird. My gosh, I love that. That was one of my favorite movies back from the 90s. Yeah. So John Carpenter's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Carpenter's so, a weird dude. Oh, he dude. He's got some good movies. Uh, I won't deny that, but yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so like one of those creative minds. Sometimes those super creative yeah. people are a little, a little, little off. weird. Yep, a little off, a little right field. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be. Playing some games this should be weekend. Pretty epic. Should be epic. So um, I say we review maybe Star Wars Rebellion. Next I'm week? all for that. We can, we're going to get some games on the table oh, to review man. here soon. So yeah, definitely that's going to come. I so wanna... maybe next week Star Wars Rebellion. Yep, yep, yeah, have that yep. to look forward to. Yeah, it's getting the same with Big Trouble in Little China soon. We're going to definitely review that one. Yeah, we'll see how we'll we'll see what our feelings yep, on yep. that might I dictate which game because I don't want to be like super negative about games, but you know, well, if the if, shoe fits. I, I was gonna say if the shoe fits, buddy, <laughs> it's all good. It's you like games or you don't, or like if games. the Affinity Gauntlet fits or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend. I think yep. a lot of gaming chance to get some games out that we don't normally yes, get no we don't normally get those three plus hour games out so uh, yeah yeah it's gonna be awesome awesome so yeah that's what's going on um just friendly reminder check out uh instagram uh emily and i are posting like crazy people on instagram check out all our pictures you can see all these games we're talking about check out our twitter and facebook we appreciate it check out our Board Game Geek Guild. Yes, 3622, the games we play. Maybe I'll throw out another poll, uh, poll about house rules. There you go. You do that. <laughs> I, I, I did the one. So about, far, they're yeah. all agreeing with me about the yeah. legacy. Just saying. What's, what is it? It's two to one. There's only three <laughs> I'm voters. still winning. It's two to one. <laughs> <laughs> so if you feel strongly opinionated, yeah. feel free to join up and agree with me. You, uh, you and Scott. You're the one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but... Anyway, so it's been a fun week. We appreciate it. Uh, again, uh, review our iTunes. Leave a message. We appreciate it. Yep. Uh, mailbox is always open. We'll read your... If you don't want us to read it, we won't have to. But if you want us to read it, feel free to send us an email at gamesweplaypod at gmail.com. And we'll read everything and comment back on that or talk about it on the podcast. So um, I think that wraps about up about everything. Um, again websites yeah. in, in, in the works still talking through and figuring out what we're going to do with that uh emily and i are talking about doing an expansion we're talking about maybe expansion friday maybe that's what we called it maybe just something about from emily's point of view about playing games you know as a female in, in the gaming and getting into it uh there's definitely some uh things to talk about in there and there's definitely a market for it and I mean, yeah, we're two dudes on a podcast. Maybe not be the most appealing to some people, but just uh, kind of mix things up and give some different voices onto the podcast. They're, we're just talking like short 20-minute 
um, little one-off things, just talk about her experience in the games we played that week, because we're the games we play, right? Yeah. Because um, Emily and I play a lot of games during the week for because of Instagram, so kind of get those pictures up there, right? All content. Absolutely. Well, anything else, Chris? No, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it, like I said, it, this whole thing has brought us together to play a lot of games. Jamie and I are playing a lot of games. She finally beat me and uh, can't stop. It took her a lot of tries, but well, I mean, you are—it's a dice roll. <laughs> it is a dice roll game. It's awesome. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh! But yeah, she was very proud of herself for uh, her mom and I played all together, and she won. And she was like, "Oh, I won! I won!" And sent you guys pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we saw them. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So no, we're, it's awesome. We're getting a lot of games to the table, and I've actually helped her uh, clean out some of her. Uh, media cabinets and so she's got a game shelf and she's got a couple of nice. the games on there can't stop maybe you buy this. calic shelf i know we need more i'm emily yeah. and i were doing yes. a little talking here because we're like yeah. like how many games are up on the top that are not fitting because i have to move some stuff around and we gotta make a road trip because i need a couple more too because yeah. i, I move some up to the game we moved gabe up to, oh, uh, to emily's, emily's old room out. since yeah. she's out of that so gabe's upstairs so he took his games and uh one of the bookshelves up there so he's painting figures up up there with oh some boy. of his, his RPG books and games. Cool. So I need some more downstairs. So we're going to have to make a road trip to either Minnesota or Kansas City. Yeah. One of the two. We'll see what's closer. Yeah, I need a couple. So cool. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up episode 23. We're all bad in someone's story as the infamous uh, Thanos. All right. From the games we play, I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. Did Thanos uh, live or die? <laughs> oh my god. Spoiler alert. Oh, it was yeah. that or after died. Uh, that would have been before died. And then major that's when cut off and then that's when Thanos snapped, died, and no, they died, and and died, and died. Lived, died. Oh, sacrifice! You I haven't watched. No, movie. I haven't watched oh any gosh. of them. I'm just making Get with it, Brian. I just know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right.